Straw Hut Media. Have you ever daydreamed about quitting your job to pursue your passion? Most of us have, at least at some point in our lives, but very few people actually have the guts to take the chance and go for it. It's scary enough to even think about, let alone to actually do. But someday, when the moment feels right, you may find the courage to take that leap, and maybe, just maybe, you'll stick the landing. That's what happened for Matt Armato and Bo Cialino when they decided to reimagine life as they knew it and drop everything to create content full-time for their food and lifestyle blog, Probably This. Today, Matt and Bo share the story of how they made their entrepreneurial dreams come true and take us behind the scenes of their Insta-famous blog. I'm Levi Chambers, and this is Pride. I'm Matt Armato, and I am born and raised in New Orleans, and along with Bo, we write the food and lifestyle blog, Probably This. This is a very boring intro because I'm Bo Cialino and all of the above. In addition to being business and creative partners, Bo and Matt are also a couple. They found each other six years ago and were instantly attracted. I remember the first time I ever saw Matt was like across, it was so cliche, was like across the quad. Um, and he was sitting with a friend that I knew. Um, and I was just like, is that boy gay? And my friend was like, yes, he's very clearly gay. Uh, and she introduced us and we ended up hanging out a few times together. And even though they developed their love for cooking, design, and men's clothing over the years, it's not how they initially connected. Actually, the first thing we probably bonded over was travel or like a desire to travel because we met in college. I was working with a, a study abroad organization that would send students abroad to volunteer or go on internships. And Matt and I met and started dating and actually ended up two months later going to Vietnam together to um, live in a small apartment in Ho Chi Minh City and teach English. We were already dating, but it was kind of like our first intro to like being a, a thing. Very sink or swim moment. <laughs> Way before Matt and Bo moved to Vietnam, before they even met, they each came out. Although everyone's coming out story is unique, for Matt, coming out was relatively easy. When he was 12, his dad came out as gay and sort of paved the way. This is actually kind of funny. I did some like detective work. <laughs> um, they didn't oh, tell me immediately that he was gay. They just kind of like separated and they said that it was for, you know, differences or whatever. Um, and then he moved into an apartment and I, we always played The Sims, the video game, The Sims as a family. Like my my brother and I and my dad all played it. And I logged onto his file and I found, his name is Mark. And I found a little family called the Armado family. And it was Mark and Scott living like in a house together with like a relationship at a hundred level or whatever, however it was in The Sims. And so I was like, Hey, Dad, who's Scott? <laughs> he said it was, that's when he finally kind of had to tell me. <laughs> for many queer people, coming out is a really challenging milestone. But for Matt, it wasn't overwhelming. I don't want to say it was like easy to like, I don't want to like downplay it at all. But I, I have a very, like my mom's side of my family is like just very, very loving and accepting and kind of like, they're Catholic, but like Catholics are pretty liberal Christians. So I guess really the hardest part of it was I went to an all boys Catholic high school 
And so like, that was kind of the last like, uh, frontier, like being out at school was something that happened for me after I even came out to my family, which I think is maybe the opposite of what most people do. I think that they're generally like more out to their peers and friends before they come out to their family. I don't know. I'm sure that, you know, it's common enough to go the way that I did it as well, but I don't know. I, it wasn't, I can't really, I definitely did not have as hard a time as I know a lot of people do. Matt's dad's coming out was his first introduction to the gay community. He realized at an early age that some people experience same gender attraction and it's totally normal. It was kind of the first time that I realized that there were like real people who were gay, if you know what I mean. Like, I, I feel like growing up, it was always like an insult that was hurled at people. And I, I didn't, it didn't register to me that that was like a real thing that people could be. It was just like a thing that you said to like take people down. And I knew that it was, but on the other hand, I also knew that I found myself attracted to, I guess, boys at that time because I was a boy. And I think that him coming out was what, it finally put like a person to a word. Like it made me realize that that, oh, there are real people who are like this. And how weird that that was your dad. Because like everyone right. has that first experience where you put the person to the word and understand what it means like to be gay. But for it to be your dad is like pretty <laughs> unusual. Definitely. Bo, on the other hand, did not have a gay dad to set the stage for his coming out. My coming out story was a bit more, I don't mean to say traditional because there really is no like traditional or singular coming out story. But I came out to my friends and family or no friends in high school first. I was lucky to go to a pretty like liberal high school. It was not a private school. And New Orleans has a lot of private Catholic schools and where a lot of folks go. And I went to a public charter school. So it was co-ed and um, I had a bit more freedom, I think, than Matt did in my teen years to kind of be out at school with my peers, which I'm like super thankful for. And growing up, I kind of always knew my mom wouldn't be an issue, but I was a bit concerned about my dad just because he leaned more religious. He's uh, Catholic and he kind of leaned more conservative in a lot of ways, whereas my mom was kind of always, I don't want to say like a hippie, but kind of. She was very zen, very like, you know, kind of a free thinking person. And so after being out at school and to my friends for a few years from like the ages of 13 or so to, to maybe 17, I came out to my mom when I was 17 or 18 and then stayed out to her and everyone and went to college and was out there, but didn't tell my dad. He was actually the last one to know. After being out for six or seven years in his social life and two or three years with his mom, he finally came out to his dad. Because I had met someone who I wanted him to meet, which was Matt. How did he take it? He was actually like, I mean, I don't know. I had hyped it up for so long that I don't know if I was surprised by his reaction, but I did it at a sushi restaurant. And it's comical to me in my memory because he started like crying and asking a bunch of questions and like the waitress would not leave us alone. Like, I'm not sure what she thought was happening, but she kept asking us if we wanted like refills and like taking plates and all I wanted. I was like, oh my God, I should have done this somewhere less public because I felt bad that he was not crying. Um, it took a second, but he wasn't like, you know, he didn't reject me. He told me he's the at that conversation, he told me he still loved me. And then 
we didn't really talk about it much. For the next month or so, I think maybe he sent me one email like asking me what the Pope thinks about being gay. And I was <laughs> like, uh, I don't really know or care. After coming out to his dad, the next step was coming out to his family. What was it? I guess the holidays were coming up in a few months and I was like, how do I, what do I do? Should I bring that to the family Christmas party? Because that it was his side. That my, my big family party was always my dad's side and none of them knew still, even after I told my dad. And I was like, should I bring Matt to the big Christmas party? I'm really worried. And I think his exact words were like, oh, fuck them. Yeah, bring it, bring Matt. So my dad and I and Matt walked in together with, like, you know, to this 40 plus person Catholic, very conservative Christian Christmas party. And uh, nobody told me that that was how Bo was going to come out. I did not I, know. No, no, no. You knew. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. That's not true. We've, you ha- we've talked about this story in the last week and you agreed with what I'm saying right now. <laughs> I... I didn't. I had no idea that I was walking into like, a, it was like a hundred plus part person party. It was not that big. <laughs> it might have been that big. I'm sorry. And nobody knew that Bo was gay and I was the boyfriend he was bringing home. <laughs> I don't think that I realized what a weird situation that was. I was like 20 and like also very confused and like unsure and to me, all I knew was like, my dad didn't care. So I was like, okay, this is fine. <laughs> I mean, no one was mean. Everyone was nice. No, everybody was sweet. It was just like, you told me when we're walking in the door, you're like, by the way, nobody knows I'm gay yet. <laughs> <laughs> like right as he opened the door. Yeah. <laughs> so glad you came. Like this is going to be super fun. No one yeah. knows I'm gay. So this is a coming out party you didn't know about. Welcome. Right. <laughs> I really, my intention was not uh, to do that. It was really just negligence on my on my part, being that young and not knowing how to like properly do that kind of stuff. When we come back, Matt and Bo take a leap of faith. After graduating from college, Matt started working in the service industry. I was bartending and serving, and then I was a, I was in, I worked in this one restaurant group in New Orleans, and then I was managing like a brand new restaurant that they opened up. While Bo worked in the art world, managing a gallery and trying to figure out what he was going to do with his degree in PR, neither of them were satisfied with their jobs. Yeah, we kind of barely saw each other because yeah, you would work because you would work at the gallery and then I would go to work before you got home and I would be out late. Yeah, it was awful. Even with their crazy work schedules, Bo decided to start a blog. In 2014, before probably this fully took shape, their blog was called Probably Baking. It was meant to answer the world's most annoying question for college students. What are you doing when you finish college? What started as a blog about baking and food slowly morphed into something much bigger. Matt got even more involved than he already had been before, and they decided to rename the blog Probably This, so they could focus on anything and everything that happens after college. Probably This is a home lifestyle blog um, where what we're going for is like gay millennial Martha Stewart is how I kind of like to describe the scope of it because people are always like, what do you mean you do food and interiors? And I'm just like, well, Martha Stewart does it, so now, <laughs> so do we. You can kind of do whatever the hell you want to do with this recipe. Yeah, more or less. We're going to show you the things that we like to do that we think that you should try and do 
But originally, originally, it was just kind of a space where we were sharing recipes because Bo has been a baker since he was like, I don't know, 10, maybe younger than that. And so he started posting like dessert recipes. It was originally like just a baking blog. He would post his baking recipes and like photograph them and put them online. And at the time I was working in that restaurant group as a bartender and I had like original cocktail recipes that I wanted a space for. So I started, I would ask Bo like, hey, can I contribute a cocktail recipe to your blog? And he was like, sure. And then pretty soon it was more than just baking. And then we also realized we wanted to post about like traveling that we were doing and interior design and all kind of other stuff. So we decided to kind of go in together and just like widen our scope to be all of that. But this was like six months into him even starting it. So mm-hmm. it was kind of getting its start in 2013, 2014. But for me and and then Matt, when we started it, we were kind of basing it off of um, really more like true like blogs that we had followed, kind of like Julie and Julia style, like longer form entries and like maybe just trying out recipes or like DIY things and really giving a lot of personality and writing into our website. And I remember when we started the blog, I'd never had real thought it would be a career or anything. But I remember when I first published the first post, like turning to Matt and being like, I'm going to need to figure out how to like download Google AdSense so we can get our ad money <laughs> thinking like this website traffic would be what generates um, an income from it. But then, you know, years later, sponsors and things like that became much more popular and accessible. So Matt and Bo loved writing the blog together, but keeping up with it while working their other jobs was becoming unmanageable. And even though it felt reckless, they knew probably this had the potential to be more than a hobby. We had begun making some income through the blog. And I remember Bo just like looking at the projects that we had lined up and he was like, oh, we have enough lined up to where we could live off of the blog for two months. And we were both like, yeah, I guess that's enough. Let's quit our jobs. (laughs) With $3,000 in their checking account and another $4,000 lined up in upcoming projects, they decided to take the leap. I think I quit my job like a month before you did. And is that right? Like a month before Mm -hmm. you did. And then you quit your job. Um, And we just got to work like doing things that can be done on a budget. That's a lot of our base is doing recipes and interiors that can be done on a budget and without making major, you know, changes or renovations or anything. And the work, thank God, (laughs) trickled in and continued growing and becoming bigger projects. And the more time that we put into creating this blog and then the Instagram account and putting our faces out there and our projects out there, the more work came in and we got lucky certain things took off like our original pink dining room like went pinterest viral and then our camper kind of went it had its own viral moment and so we just kept growing and getting more work that way today they tag team the business and collaborate with their advertising partners to create beautiful branded content that inspires matt and Bo run probably this together as a team with each one playing to their different strengths We both come up with a lot of the ideas and concepts for the projects we do, but then I'm usually more in charge of styling and photography and maybe providing a general direction. And then Matt's really great at refining and and writing. I mean, you'll write a lot of what we do, a lot of the copy and blog posts and 
Instagram captions and things are are either edited very heavily by Matt or written entirely by him because I talk how I write and I talk very incorrectly. So, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had a conflict around either content or a campaign or have you ever had anything where you were like, no, Matt, I hate the pillow or whatever it is? Do you mean just today or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everything is kind of some sort of conflict at least because we we come to we come to pretty much every project with different perspectives some are obviously much bigger conflicts but there's always some back and forth even if we're like mostly aligned on something it might be like one word that we like disagree about um on a caption or like in a blog post um but yeah there's there's always kind of like we're rotating and like around each other to come to some kind of center point it really is like so collaborative like down to every single last detail um and it's not always uh, it usually does not ever get like ugly i mean look we're in this business to have it, fun it has before but when we ha- i mean when we first started it it would <laughs> yeah but i mean we're in this business to like have fun and i think like we've learned how to do that that took like some polishing to be like oh wait i need to stop caring about this fine print like am i getting the full message across or am i getting the full you know what i really the original idea and concept across. What is it like to be in business with Bo and with Matt? <laughs> he just rolled his <laughs> eyes. Well, I don't, what does he think I'm going to say? <laughs> I'm like, what is he about to say? <laughs> um, okay, Bo is definitely a lot more particular than I am. Um, he's much more of a like, every single thing must be and look uh, perfect. And that doesn't mean that I have, I don't think that means I have low standards. I definitely think I still have pretty high standards, but part of what I enjoy about other people who are doing what we do is when you kind of see the flaws and like remind, remember that they're like human. Um, and so I'm cool with putting out uh, content that is maybe a little bit less polished. I think Bo, I, I wish... What it's like working with him is that he's kind of just a little bit more of a stickler for for perfection. I would agree. <laughs> um, I think that I think that this comes back down to like why working together has been good for us. I think that I I would not consider myself to be a perfectionist, but I think I am incredibly particular. And Matt has taught me how to kind of like let my guard down around that because, and you do like not everything we do is exactly how I want it from the beginning. Um, he really does play a role in kind of like making me chill out when it comes to getting things exactly how I imagine them. And at the same time, I think that it's, I think it's good to uh, try and attain a goal. <laughs> and sometimes I have really particular goals and I like want to get a recipe perfect or like, Oh my God, like painting a wall. If I like this, our freaking current dining room pink wall, we had like probably 10 different colors we went through because it was just like the wrong shade at the wrong time of day. And it kept it, it bothered me so much. But I think overall working with Matt is working with someone who is game for anything, but does help me uh, relax a bit. What is the best part about being in business with your partner and the hardest part? I mean, the best part is like, especially this far into it, I really like do enjoy getting to spend so much time with Matt. We've created like our own time apart during the day and things like that. And we do different activities and have some friends that are kind of like just our own friends to see. But for the most part, we're together 
a lot more than a lot of couples. And I think the best part of working together is just like getting to be together and work on creative projects together. It's really fun. Like it is really fun for the most part, um, getting to be with someone that I like love and like respect and get that back from, luckily. And then I think the hardest part, the hard, on the flip side, the hardest part's also being around you all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the hardest part is, I, I sometimes wish that we just had separate, more separate things going on. Like I would love to be able to ask Matt, like how his day went. Like that doesn't happen. Like, it, you know, he knows. like basically know. I know how your day went. I mean, and it's turned into where we have like microcosms of that. Like you, you'll ask me how my yoga class was and I'll ask you how your CrossFit was or like how your, you know, volleyball game you went to go play was. But for the most part, like there's not much, there's not much like uh, mystery or, you know, kind of like not always much to like talk about. We're kind of just like always working or like chilling, but our work is is our time together as well, and it is really fun, so. I think the best part, I can't, I, I actually can't think of another thing other than the same thing that you said for the best part. I think it's really cool that we get to like spend a lot of time doing stuff that we like both love together and have been able to turn it into a career it's kind of awesome and like really special. And I'm so like thankful that that's a situation that I like have in my life. So yeah, I mean, the best part's just, you know, spending time with Bo and like being able to do just really cool, fun, like adventures and projects together. And then the hardest part I think is that it's hard to, I think find a good separation between like work and leisure. Um, Cause since we work together and live together and are just like basically together a whole lot, sometimes it, it becomes difficult to give ourselves a proper break. You know, it's, just, it's kind of like when you, when you see your coworkers outside of work, you probably talk about work. Well, my coworker like lives with me and is always with me. Like I feel like we could all, pretty much at any time start talking about work and it's hard to just like let my guard down and like relax. It's true. That's why we both do a lot of like fitness class things <laughs> or like Matt, like I don't think this is a normal thing to have to say, but like one of us will often be like, I am taking the next hour and a half to not think about anything other than like this show or this video game, like because we kind of have to do that. You kind of have to like make an announcement. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, attention. Uh, I'm going to go sit on the couch. Leave me alone. You have to make it like a thing, right? Like this is time for the break. Yes, exactly. When we come back, Matt teaches us how to make a Jerry Hollowell. Probably this is known for its top-notch photography. If you scroll through their Instagram feed, you'll see Martha Stewart-esque tablescapes, dishes that look almost too pretty to eat, their dog, Fox, living his best life, and a constant stream of beautiful photos featuring Matt and Beau all over the world. But despite the consistent high quality of their photos, it's the Bayou backdrop that makes the Probably This aesthetic especially unique. Despite Louisiana's anti-LGBTQ track record, the city of New Orleans is actually pretty progressive. You know, New Orleans is this liberal bastion, and um, 
New Orleans is also incredibly diverse. Um, I think about 60% of the city is African-American. Um, so that is, that is one thing, but at the same time, you know, it is the deep South and there is a lot of inequality and there is a lot of bigotry for sure. Even though they spend most of their time in New Orleans, they no longer live in the city. In August of 2018, Matt and Beau moved to a small town called Covington, just outside New Orleans. I would say living here has been more or less a positive experience for us, but at the same time, we're both white men. So, I mean, I do see definitely more like Trump support, and I definitely see like racial microaggressions, and I do see bigotry, but I, I wouldn't say that we've necessarily had it aimed at us, although we are definitely less comfortable uh, in the town that we're, we're in um, than we were when we were living in New Orleans. Because New Orleans is very queer. I, even if you're not actually like LGBTQ in New Orleans, like you're usually kind of weird or, you know, very open-minded uh, often. And so I think that we are a bit more um, modest in how we dress or act, uh, maybe subconsciously even in our, in our town. But as, in terms of outright bigotry, I don't think either of us has experienced, luckily has experienced anything in our small town. Online is a slightly different story. Occasionally we'll get something that is really incredibly homophobic. The way that I handle it, like, personally is I try to just pay no attention to it. Depending on the actual content of the comment, sometimes we'll engage with the commenter. Um, unless they use any kind of, like, blatant hate speech, then we'll generally delete the comment. Sometimes there are just troll accounts where you cannot say anything that will do any any justice or any or make any effect any change. And then sometimes there are people who like, I'll look at their accounts and I'll be like, oh, you're like, you know, a grandma, you know, living some, you know, maybe somewhere that doesn't, shouldn't have any exposure to LGBTQ people and like could just use humanization. I don't think I have a responsibility to, to be honest, to really engage with them. But sometimes if I think that there is any change that can be made, they'll get a serious response. Deftly handling internet trolls, sharing food recipes, and giving beautiful design inspiration aren't the only things that Matt and Bo do well on Probably This. They also make a mean cocktail. So, in the spirit of the holidays, Matt and Bo hooked us up with a delicious and refreshing seasonal beverage. This is a drink that is... So this kind of comes from a very personal and local like New Orleans experience. I don't know if you know this, but it never really gets cold in Louisiana. So I personally like to drink very refreshing cocktails all year round. Sometimes it's 80 degrees like on Christmas day. Um, so that whole kind of like stiff drink, like fall weather cocktail thing that a lot of people get into it into never really kind of becomes much of a thing here. So this is a shaken, refreshing cocktail that still has kind of classic fall flavors in it. I'm calling it Jerry Hallowell, like named after ginger spice, but it is made with Calvados, which if you don't know is a, it's a French brandy made from apples. Then Bekarovka, which is uh, from Czech Republic, and that is uh, kind of like a clove tasting liqueur. And then there's a spicy cinnamon syrup that I make with cinnamon sticks and a little bit of chili pepper, kind of like 
like a whole chili pepper gets boiled into the water with cinnamon and then I make a syrup with that and a little bit of lemon juice. So this is gonna be a shaken cocktail, so you would make it in a cocktail tin. Um, you start out with an ounce and a half of the Calvados, which on its own, you, I, I told you it's an apple brandy. On its own, it really is gonna lean more into the brandy flavor than the apple. You can't generally taste much apple in it, but when it is paired, I think, with the lemon and these are like other bright flavors, you do kind of like make out a little bit of that apple flavor. So it's an ounce and a half of Calvados, and then three quarters of an ounce of Bekarovka, and then a quarter of an ounce of the cinnamon syrup, and half an ounce of lemon. Put all of that into the cocktail tin, fill it with ice, and then you shake it. For shaking cocktails, you wanna shake about 15 to 20 seconds, or until the metal on the outside of the tin gets kind of frosted over and then you want to strain it over fresh ice into your cocktail glass, and you can garnish it with um, a little orange twist. So paint me a picture, what does it look like? I wanna say it's like a whitish yellow. <laughs> you know, it's, like a, it's almost like a, um, like a fresh margarita color. And I serve it over ice in like an old fashioned glass. So it's kind of a short glass with like crushed ice. You could also do it in a Collins glass, which is the tall skinny cylinder glass. It would be, it would be pretty good in that as well. It's so good too. I love this cocktail. You did a good job making it. Thank you. Yeah. Together, Matt and Bo contribute more to society than their blog. They inspire other queer people to live authentically and to follow their dreams, which is something they welcome you to be part of. Connect with us on at probably this, pretty much everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or probablythis.com. We have a weekly newsletter that's very long, sometimes too long, where I'll usually put kind of behind the scenes or rants or anything I'm thinking kind of un unbarred into our lives. And that's at probablythis.com slash subscribe. is a production of Straw Hut Media. If you like the show, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're tuning in from. Share us with your friends, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Pride. You can follow me at Levi Chambers. Pride is produced by me, Maggie Bowles, and Ryan Tillotson. Edited by Sebastian Alcala.
What's your story like? Uh, my dad's gay too. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> sorry, sorry. Our dads are together. We're about to be like, can you actually call them and let's just have one big podcast? <laughs>